Truck Chronicles. My name is Brandy, and I run a bookshop on wheels in Edmonton, Canada called Daisy Chain Book Company. I love books. I love people who read them, and I am thrilled to have a unique business that brings both of those things together. During this weird time, my book truck is not functioning as the business it was intended to be. But I suppose none of us are functioning as we intended to be, are we? And can I just say how complicated it was to even record this chapter of the podcast? It is so nice that everyone is home, but everyone is home. And there are spontaneous sounds interrupt recording, editing, posting. Do you have this trouble dealing with the constant noises of your people? I always knew that I had a condition called misophonia that causes me a ridiculous amount of anxiety and frustration when I hear people chewing, clearing their mouths, or making human noises. It grates on me like mad. And when Hubs and I would be in the theater and all I could hear was him munching on popcorn. <sighs> okay, it's an actual mental condition, people. And now... I am surrounded by random sounds like cabinets closing, cutlery on the dishes, chewing, burping, and the dog who needs to go out every 10 minutes. Need I go on? All I want to do is sit in a quiet box all by myself and record nicely, but that hasn't really been in the cards for me. Don't get me wrong, I love my people. I am just done hearing my people. Today on the Book Talk Chronicles, I will be sharing my conversation with Jen Alexin, who runs Caffeine, a local coffee shop in my neck of the woods. This conversation was recorded in February, long before we had any idea that our businesses would take a drastic turn. Jen is an energetic entrepreneur, a leader in local business networking, and a reader of books that are just right for this season of her life. She is consistently upbeat, adaptable, and willing to run with an inspired idea. So because you know I appreciate those qualities, you know I already think she's amazing. Here is my pre-pandemic conversation with Jen. Well, good morning, Jen. Good morning. Now that we have all the tech stuff out of the way, it's fun (laughs) to have a chance to talk with you. Yes. (laughs) So now you and I have had the pleasure of living in the same community and I get to see your business blossom. But for everybody who isn't aware of what you do and how great it is, can you tell us a little bit about you and your awesome business? Yeah, definitely. So as you said, we are both in the wonderful neighborhood of Chappelle Gardens. Uh, and I own a small little community cafe here called Caffeined, um, you know, where we're bringing great food, great coffee, and, and just an awesome community space to the people of the area. Yeah, you really do. And your husband, Alan, is the one who does all of the menu prep and the cooking, right? Yes, 100%. If you see me in the kitchen, if I'm not making something for myself, you probably don't want to be there that day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, his stuff is awesome, yes. I have to say. He has the most creative menu ideas and some of the, the soups and the things. I think, well, how does he come up with this? It's brilliant. Do you know what? If you asked him, I don't even think he could tell you. Because some mornings, like an hour before the soup goes out, I'm like, what's the soup today? He's like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. 
<laughs> See, I like a seat of the pants kind of guy. That's awesome. Right? That's how you do it. And you understand what the complexities and the challenges of being your own boss are like. So can you share with everybody a little bit about your decision to open a cafe and what it has taught you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think one of the things I always, I get asked this quite often. And uh, and one of the biggest things for me is people often romanticize this idea of being your own boss, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. going to be the best ever. I'm not going to have to do anything I don't want to do because I'm going to be the boss. Um, and if that's the attitude that somebody has going into business, it's probably not going to work. Because <laughs> the unfortunate reality is when you're the boss, you often have to do all of the things that nobody wants to do. And in order Preach for it to it, work, yes. that's, that's what has to be done, you know, like, and it's all the little details every day um, uh, that that just add up over over the course of your day, right? Of all those little tiny things you don't want to do, but you know. And I'm sure you can relate, Brandy, in the in the book truck that when you can step back at the end of the day and look at this this magical thing that you've built, all those little things kind of just disappear. It's true. It's true. And you're right. The amount of work and the behind the scenes stuff and all the permissions that you have to <laughs> get, even just to do what you do, yeah. right? Because you have a food yeah. business. So you have so many more checklists mm -hmm. of all the people who want to weigh in and, and check and make sure you're doing the right thing at the right time. <laughs> like it's, oh yeah, it's a lot. It, definitely. It's I mean, I, I always joke that, you know, we we did this thing because we wanted to be our own boss and we wanted to work for ourselves. But like, at the end of the day, now I work for the bank and the landlord and Alberta Health and Alberta Gaming and Liquor Corporation. And, you know, like we all still have people that we have to answer to. So it's it's not just, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. You, you have to understand that there's still there's still rules and boxes and checklists in place. Well, there is. And there's so many risks that you take along the way just to find out if your idea, your location, your community are all well matched. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have done such a great job of picking a location where people desperately wanted a coffee shop mm -hmm. and they wanted a place that was bright and sunny where they could sit and they could hang out. They could eat something wholesome and awesome that actually meets a lot of dietary restrictions, which I got to give you guys props for because there's a lot of places you can't eat at because they just don't serve the stuff that works for everybody's intolerances. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You guys, you guys do awesome at that. And you've matched your space with your desire for community building so well so so well so being a business owner is not enough of a challenge right you also have to choose to connect and inspire other business owners you do this you have networking events and stuff can you tell us about that yeah definitely we actually have our next one uh coming up i don't know when this is going to be posted so <laughs> i'm gonna say <laughs> sometime in march <laughs> but we we try to host one every uh every four to six weeks um, where we love to just connect small business owners in the Heritage Valley area. Um, so this was actually an idea. Ashley kind of planted the first seed there in the, the neighborhood community group. Um, and then myself and Tiana, both as small business owners, decided to, to kind of jump on with her. And we had a short meeting and decided that, you know, we as business owners go to so many events, I'm sure you know that <laughs> um, you're trying to, I mean, you just, you just hit the nail on the head where you're trying to connect with people. You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to market, you're trying to network, you're trying to do all of these things. 
Um, and I've been to so many networking events where I want to connect with a certain person in the room, but I don't get a chance to connect with them all night because I'm in a conversation with somebody else. They're in a conversation with somebody else and we just don't line up. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do for our networking events was instead of just having a big wide open room for two hours to, to randomly mix and mingle. And then sometimes the people who are a little more shy just end up sitting in the corner playing on their phone all night and not getting any value from the event at all um, that we would do kind of speed dating style. So every Every four minutes, the bell rings and you switch to the next table. So essentially, you have a four-minute meeting with every other business owner in the room where you each get two minutes to talk about your business. And then we do about an hour of open networking at the end to further those conversations if you've had a good match with somebody. Yeah, I went to the the last one that you had. Mm -hmm. And I had never been to an event like that ever ever. And I have definitely seen on movies and TVs, the whole speed dating thing. And I know that that happens, but I never experienced anything like that that was actually relevant to me because I don't need speed dating, but (laughs) speed conversations for business, you really have to think about, we're not going to do small talk. We're just going to say, okay, hey, so this is me. And you just connect instantly. You don't have to have any weird like, so, um, you know, like it's it's not that kind of a thing because everybody's so focused for those few minutes. It was really, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we weren't really sure what was going to happen, to be honest. But it uh, immediately after the first one, like there was so much energy in that room and we heard so much laughter and so much conversation that like, we just knew right away this thing is is definitely working and, and we just decided to run with it. And you did something which is really uh, important to me, which is the community building piece, because I really do believe in investing in your community and in your people. I think that is a strength that so many of the big companies lack. They just They just don't hit that nail. So what you guys have done is you actually targeted your networking to a very specific area. So those people who already are living and working in the same space can develop those neighborly kind of networking relationships. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's just such a great idea. Well, and I think too, like so many of us do business through referrals, right? Especially small businesses. So when you can give a referral to somebody that you've actually sat and had a conversation with, and now you've gotten to know them through an event and then also through a social media group, it's not just a referral that you're throwing out because you know a name. It's a referral mm-hmm. that you're giving with intention because you know this person. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so you've taken, that's kind of a business piece of it in terms of how you're building community and making connections. But you also encourage connections in your coffee shop in a very unique way too, because you have encouraged reading in your coffee shop So can you tell me why you have done that and why you think it's a valuable asset to your community? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, reading has always been a really big part of my life. I am surrounded by books all the time. I'm sure it drives my husband nuts because there are always just books (laughs) everywhere. And the amount of times that we're getting out, getting ready to go out and run an errand that I just say, oh, we we just have to stop at the library really quick because I only have one day left to get this book back or... (laughs) The book that I put on hold, they're going to release it tomorrow. I have to get it today. It has to be done today. Like the amount of times he hears that is is incredible. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, to really create a space where people could feel comfortable to, to read. Um, so we when we designed the cafe, we have a, 
we have a little gas fireplace. We have couches, comfy chairs kind of around it. And then on the top of the fireplace, we've created a, a lending library. So it's it's kind of a take a book, leave a book. If you don't have one and you want to take one, go ahead and take it. Like there's a hundred books up there. Um, and it's been just so interesting to see the community come together and get so excited about bringing their books into the coffee shop that somebody else is now going to read this book because they don't want to read it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you know what? It's true. You The space there just does invite somebody to sit down with some warm, awesome beverage and just get a little cozy and then open up a story. And the idea of sharing the stories and creating that moment of calm and and space there, there's a, there's a beauty to that. It's And you've got such a great diversity of books. Anybody could come in and pick up a book. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Well, and that's kind of the benefit of other people bringing, like we didn't buy any of those books all of those books the the whole lending library started from my own book collection that <laughs> I hear you some of these have got to go somewhere else because we need to make space <laughs> on the bookshelf um, and then from there it just it, it just grew and grew and grew and people just continue to bring books in so the diversity comes from the neighborhood which is so yeah. awesome it does. And and the idea of sharing books and discovering somebody else's shared book is such a beautiful exchange. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I love and finding so- little notes or like when people circle a certain part and I'm just like, I always try to figure out like, why was this important to them? Yes. And I like create this own little story in my head of like, why did that person need that message in that moment that they highlighted this sentence or this quote or whatever? Oh, yeah. It's so fun because that book has history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love finding notes and things. I found some very unique things in some of the books that have been given to me. I found sonograms and plane tickets and emails and funny pictures that people have used as bookmarks. And, and I love when they have inscriptions in the front yeah. you know, to so-and-so or whatever. It's just such a special thing to know that this book has been loved and read. And now they want somebody else to love it and read it. Yeah, well, and there's there's two parts to that story when there's an inscription or, you know, because you see the thought that somebody put into giving this gift. Yes. And then I wonder, too, what made them choose this book? Mm-hmm. Was this one special to them? Did it mean something to in their life already? Or was it relevant? Or did they just go, oh, this would be so great for so-and-so? Like, I'm often curious about that. Yeah. I love it. I just love that. And what books are you currently reading? Well, that's kind of a loaded question most of the time. Um, <laughs> so I have I have three that I'm reading right now um, and one that I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to listen to audiobooks while I'm driving because as a small business owner, I do a lot of driving. Um, <laughs> so rather than that being wasted time listening to, and don't get me wrong, I love music. I always have music on in the house or, you know, if I'm working out or walking or whatever, but I love to listen while I'm driving. Uh, mm-hmm. so right now I'm listening to Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. Oh, such a good one. Yeah, that's a, it's probably to this point, it's probably my favorite Brené Brown book ever. Yeah, it is. It is extraordinary. Her way of putting words together that is clear and relevant and is so personal. Mm-hmm. I think she is definitely a voice for this time. Yeah, it's it feels really easy to connect with her. Yeah. Uh, I'm also reading uh, Mask of Masculinity by Lewis House. 
Oh, I haven't heard about that one. Um, Lewis Howes is, uh, I listened to his podcast. It's called School of Greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also read his book called School of Greatness. Um, I first heard of Lewis at a fitness conference. So he is a ex uh, NFL player turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, and he, he does some really cool things. Uh, he has a lot of really awesome guests on his show with a lot of really great information. So I was I was super interested when he put out his new book because just I just like his style of writing, um, and and that's kind of what drew me into that book. Neat. Um, I have a book that I'm reading right now called Caffeinated. Go figure, right? Uh, <laughs> by Murray Carpenter. That was actually a gift that somebody gave me for Christmas. So again, a super thoughtful uh, gift that I received at Christmas time. Um, and I have this really bad habit. I don't know if you do this, but I, I borrow a lot of books from the library when I want to read them. Mm-hmm. So I get this really bad habit of putting books that I own on a little bit of a back burner because there's no time limit on them <laughs> and reading yes. the books that I've borrowed first because I only have them for three weeks and then I have to return them. <laughs> yes. I'm actually dealing with that right now, trying to balance my stuff out and thinking, Oh no, I have to get this one finished. Mm-hmm. Cause I know if I waited a long time for that book or that audiobook, somebody else is waiting for it after me. So I don't have a chance to renew it. Yeah. So there's definitely added pressure. So I hear you. Yeah, my books, they don't take it personally. They know if (laughs) the library is calling that I'm just going to answer that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And they'll still be there. That's the best thing about books. It's always going to still be there with the same message for you. Yes, they they don't care, right? No. They don't change at all. So as busy as your life gets, a book is always ready and waiting for you. And they don't let anything else get in the way of you and that time when you're together. Yeah. It's just so cool. It's great. So cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one that I'm, again, a book that I own that I, is is a little bit on the back burner because the, the library came calling was uh, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Oh, okay. I've read the first one. Yeah. You're a badass, but I haven't read that one. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's, it's very much the same style, same kind of principles. And she, but she just dives, well, I'm sure you remember from You're a Badass. She, she talks a lot about the money portion of it there. She does. Yeah. Uh, so this one is solely focused on the financial portion of it. It's, it's really great. Oh, good. So do you think that having read the focus on money in the first one that it's duplicated is it overkill can you just read the second one without having to read the first one yeah you could just read the second one and it wouldn't like you wouldn't have missed anything from the first one okay awesome awesome yeah i'm the same uh as you in ter- terms of audiobooks i definitely prefer listening to audiobooks when i'm driving mm-hmm. and I, I listen to podcasts when i'm doing laundry and that kind of thing but audiobooks in the car just sort of read me along as I go somewhere, whether it's to the grocery store or wherever it is. I feel as if I'm I'm part of the story. And when I think of books, I remember where I was driving when I read them yeah. or heard them, right? It's it's so funny how, like I think of Ready Player One and I think of doing the same route every day, Ready <laughs> Player One. <laughs> it, just, it just sort of happened and it was really good. I think audiobooks have really become super popular. Yeah, they have. And I love when an author reads their own book. Yes. Like Dare to Lead, Brene Brown is reading that one, correct? Yes, she is. Yeah. I often, if an author is not reading their own book, I feel like sometimes I really lose interest and I I just don't finish it. Yeah, that's true. And I find too, with some of the comedy books I've read, 
um, like Mindy Kaling or Tina Fey, those ones where they read their own, mm -hmm. they put so much inflection in it that you can tell when they're reading a story about something that is already supposed to be funny. They have humor in their words because they're having a memory attached to that story. And I'm smiling and listening and I'm not even at the punchline yet. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much Whereas, more passion. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it's really great. I'm really having so much fun with audiobooks and some of the narrators who all do all the different languages and the accents and things. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. It's just so different. Yeah. How do you decide what book you want to read next? You know what? It's really funny. I, sometimes I don't even know, like I have a to be read list that's so long that sometimes I don't even remember how that book got on there. <laughs> um, but I do go to a lot of events so I get a lot of book recommendations or, um, or I buy books at events um, that end up kind of being how I decide what to read next. Uh, like just recently, there's a lady who lives close by, um, Kara Derringer. I don't know if you've heard mm -hmm. of her. Uh, she has no. a couple of books. So um, she did an event at the cafe there last week and she had some of her books. So she has one, it's called Chica. So they're, they're personal development books. Um, so I ended up buying that book. So that's, you know, kind of on my, on my list now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I attended, uh, the power of success event yesterday. So anytime I go to events and see speakers, if I resonate with a speaker and I really enjoy what they're saying, there's a 99% chance that I'm going to buy their book after the event. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, and so most of the books that you're reading are motivational, inspirational business kind of leadership books. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's really kind of where my focus is now. Um, I do enjoy reading other books, <laughs> um, but I have a really hard time picking them. And that's the reason that I actually joined the book club at Chappelle Gardens was just to have that built in. This is what's next. I don't have to think about it. I just have to read it and show up for the discussion. <laughs> It is convenient when somebody else makes that decision for you. Yeah. Yeah. And they've chosen some really fabulous books there. I yeah. got to say, when I was there for the, was the finale night, I think, and I saw all the books on the wall that they've been reading over the last year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good choosing. Some of those are really, really compelling titles. Yeah. We definitely have a lot of um, very passionate bookworms in the book club, so it makes it really easy when somebody just tells you, read this, it's going to be good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're painting a picture right now for me, actually, of how books and community and moving to the next phase are so relevant. Like you're talking about how in your coffee shop, you're adding that value to the reader's experience and their in there, which is so great. And then you personally are going out to events and you're taking something from it and you want a book from the speaker that you enjoy. So you're adding to that value. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I just think that what you're talking about is so many people's reading experience. They use a book in a season of their life to document something, to move them to the next thing, to capture a moment, to be inspired by. And, and I think that that has become such a popular idea. Mm -hmm. And I love how you are fitting into so many different areas of your life. Yeah. That is, that is just the coolest. When you were younger, because you, you're reading a lot of books in this season of your business life that mm -hmm. are nonfiction. When you were younger, were there any books that really stuck with you? Um, you know, like I read the the Sweet Valley High or the, you know, whatever, whatever was popular at the yeah. time. But I can't really say for sure that anything 
kind of stuck with me other than that I love to get lost in that story mm-hmm. like just the idea of of feeling like you know these characters and know these people even though they don't even actually exist was always just yeah. so exciting to me to feel like I knew this person that wasn't even a real person <laughs> yeah it really does paint images in your mind doesn't it of all your imagination just goes crazy and you can go somewhere else for a while even if your body is rooted here Mm -hmm. and when you're when you're a kid that gets very very intriguing and I love when people take that desire into adult life and they still want to have that habit of reading and being transported and being motivated because of a book yeah I mean we can get anything on google now but somehow books you know what they're still sticking around it's true. And I think you you just, again, you nailed it with, with that whole idea of imagination, right? Like you and I could read the exact same book and picture it in a totally different place and the characters don't look the same. And, you know, if, if sometimes books, they, they give the characters odd names and we might even pronounce it differently in our own heads. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, it's just something that it's, it's yours. Like you can't put that on Google. No, no, you can't. You can't. And books are one of the only things that we can do now where it is, it's a discipline where when you sit down and read a book, you're literally closing out the rest of the world. You can't multitask. No. You can't do anything else. Everything in your body and your brain just sort of goes, ooh, and it just kind of calms down and focuses and lets you have that imagination experience without having to worry about all the other stuff in the world. Yeah. And everything else we do, we seem to be able to creatively multitask, be easily distracted by, hold a phone in one hand with a screen on the wall for another thing while we're talking on the phone. We get in these weird modes of not actually being 100% available for anything. But when you read a book, it demands that you are just there. Yeah, you can't do anything else. No, no. And I think when the world is chaotic, that is just one of the most comforting and brilliant things that's still available. And it's, it's available everywhere. Books are inexpensive. They are, they're there for you, yeah. right? Like you can go into caffeine people and you can go and you can go to the fireplace lending library and you can get a book for free, right? <laughs> for free, get a coffee, get some food. Cause you're definitely going to want to get some coffee and some food. Yeah. Enjoy the sunshine and read a book. It's this beautiful little cozy moment that you provide there, which uh, you know what we just lack. We just do. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're doing that. Now, Jen, where can people find you? When I'm not in the coffee shop? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're we're mostly our presence is online. Um, Through Facebook and Instagram seem to be my my platforms of choice, mostly because that's the only two that I understand how to use. So (laughs) that's where I focus my time. So uh, on both Facebook and Instagram, uh, we're at Caffeine Coffee Inc. Yeah, the website is caffeinedcoffee.ca. That is awesome. And I will put a link to all of your the website and your Instagram and all of your socials and the books that you've mentioned. They will all be there as well. Is there anything in terms of the networking that you'd like me to link to as well? The way we do the networking is um, on app, based on application so that we don't have duplicates of the same industry. Got it. So every time we do it, we create a new survey link, but I always post it on the caffeine page. So probably the easiest way to find that would be to just follow the page. Brilliant. Well, Jen, I totally appreciate you spending time with me today. I know that you are probably in the midst of errands and coffee rushes and all sorts of things. And I totally appreciate that you took this time with me. 
yeah, it was so great to connect with you and uh, and chat about books. It's funny, you don't really realize how big of an impact books have on your life until you start dissecting it a little bit. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yeah, books are books are amazing. And readers who can talk about it are even more amazing because they make that book so much more alive. Mm -hmm. So talking about it is a special treat. Absolutely. Okay, enjoy okay. your day. Thanks, you too. Well, reader, I hope that wherever you live, you have a fabulous independent coffee shop near you. There is nothing like it. Starbucks is nice and all. I'm not, not going to lie. It's fine. I even have a barista daughter, so I'm kind of partial to it. But, but there is nothing like having an independent coffee shop that you can walk or bike to, full of people in your neighborhood. It is a treasure. And I love that Jen shares my passion for community building. She is such a star at it. So if you are in the south side of Edmonton and you want to have a really cool coffee experience, stop in at Caffeine when all this COVID stuff is over. She will be very happy to see you. You can pick a book, leave a book, share in the bookish community in her coffee shop. It is definitely worth the trip. When this conversation was recorded, COVID had not taken hold of our culture quite as significantly as it has. And so since we have recorded that, uh, Jen has made a decision about her coffee shop that they have closed temporarily until further notice, just to make sure that everybody can stay healthy. And I love what she says on her Facebook page. She says, love each other in these uncertain times. Thank a healthcare worker today. Show each other compassion and kindness, and we will get through this together as a community. Oh, yes, Jen is always community focused. I just love it. And definitely at this time, we want to think about all of the independent businesses like Caffeined, who really depend on community connections, in-person visits, a lot of human contact. You know what? It's really hard, you guys out there. There was a statistic recently that came out that said in the Edmonton area alone, there would be a 25% job loss. There is a significant amount of independent businesses that are predicted to close their doors permanently. This is a really difficult time. So where you choose to spend your dollars and who you choose to support right now matters like it never did before. You have the power to decide what businesses will stand when this is over and which ones will not. So whatever you can do, buy gift cards for your local businesses. Go online and support if they do a delivery service. Find out some way that you can support them. Contact them and say, how can I help you? Every dollar counts like it never has before people this is this is game on time so if you want to support these places please step up and keep them alive it's entirely up to you and a number of you have sent me messages asking what is the book truck doing during covid that is a very good question I had been building up this year to be the best year ever. Changes were being made to the truck inside and outside. I was really picking events and markets and festivals that were high quality, highly anticipated. It was it was so much fun planning this year. Um, I spent a lot of money in vendors fees and it was just, there was so much anticipation. I was buzzing with all of it. So. Now I look on my calendar and I see events that were on my plans for the book truck road trip and they are all being canceled. It is so discouraging, I can't even tell you. 
Um, but anybody listening to this right now is also going through their own level of frustration, discouragement, disappointment, um, setbacks. This is not just me, so I certainly don't wear this hat alone. But that means that I had to flip a little bit and I had to say, okay, so how can I serve readers well with my wheels? And that means that Daisy has become more of a delivery truck than an event space. So this bookshop on wheels is not necessarily a bookshop that people can come into right now because that's not safe or healthy, but she is taking books to people all over the Edmonton area for free because I don't think that you should have to pay for delivery for these things. Um, it is a service I can provide. So I drive books all over the Edmonton area. So that's Leduc, Beaumont, Devon, Spruce Grove, St. Albert, you name it. She goes out there, she brings books. I do the ring and run technique where I ring the doorbell. I leave the bag of books on the step and I wave from the sidewalk. People have been incredibly kind and have been supporting me wonderfully, which I cannot thank you for enough. Every book order, whether it's a 99 cent kids book or a Michelle Obama book for 15 or $20, it is so helpful. So every, every person who has reached out to me is, um, is a hero to me. <laughs> they really are. Um, and the other thing too is right now, reading is a very valuable thing to do with your time. As Jen and I were talking about in this conversation, reading is so special in terms of taking the time to just sit and enjoy and let your imagination go somewhere else and feel that peace and that calm that comes with a book like nothing else can do for you. Um, so I have been pleased to take that Zen reading experience to so many readers around the Edmonton area. It has been incredibly satisfying. I mean, not as satisfying necessarily as going to a festival or event, but you know, whatever. This is the hand that we're dealt. So I am very grateful for every little bit that I can do to share books with the reading community here in Edmonton. And as well, I was able to serve our families who are now homeschooling their kids, which is a new thing for so, so many parents right now. They are taking on the role of teacher for their kids who don't quite understand what all this isolation um, nonsense is about. They want to play with their friends. What's the big deal, mom? And yet they still have to learn a little bit and focus on things and not get too behind. So parents are really, really stepping up to try and fill the gap that school provided for their kids because schools are closed until further notice. So I had the pleasure of providing a free bag of books for families in the Edmonton area for every $25 purchase that was provided on my online site for a while. And so I drove around and I delivered free bags of books that were provided by the support of people who made orders to my online store. And that was really great because all of a sudden, parents are sitting at home with their kids. You know what, sometimes they just don't have the resources to buy books, to keep their kids busy, entertained, educated, um, and, and they're all of a sudden trapped in this house with everybody. And it's very, very frustrating. There was a lot of stress. A lot of people were very overwhelmed. And the one thing that I could do was to provide a bag of books for their kids that they did not have to pay for, that kids could use as a tool to their education and their imagination and their love of reading. So it was a beautiful opportunity and I was really grateful for all of the support that I received so that I could provide those bags to families. It makes me sad to know that Daisy will not be 
out and about this year, showing off her new decals and visiting all of the communities around Edmonton and central Alberta that I got so excited to visit with. Um, but you know what, you guys? Sometimes that's just not how things work. We make plans and God laughs. Isn't that what they say? So we just have to find ways to serve one another and be kind to one another and be patient with each other as we all try to figure this stuff out. We are all just trying to get by. So let's have a little bit of grace for each other. Um, I think it's hilarious when I look on the videos and I see the young people who are commenting on how their hair color is growing out and their nails are growing out because they can't get them filled in and it's a travesty because they can't get their eyebrows done or their lashes done or whatever. These are not tragedies, y'all. These are, these are not tragedies. Uh, the families who can't get food right now, that is a tragedy. But uh, I'm really excited to hear about all the people who are stepping up and supporting one another in new ways. We are becoming stronger because of this. People will think of all the things they can't do. And I can look at my calendar right now and see all these red X's and focus on just those. But you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm a cups half full kind of girl. So I'm seeing all the other opportunities, which means I have all this time now to do something else with Daisy. Hmm, what can I do with my book truck? So I'm trying to find new ways to use her. And it, it was not the plan to do this, but it's an opportunity to evolve. It's an opportunity to adapt as a business and find a way to serve people no matter the circumstances. I have wheels. I am so blessed that I do not have a brick and mortar right now, that I am not stuck with a lease and all of the costs and the responsibilities that go with that, the employee fees and all the things, then have to close your doors and you cannot do what you did before because that depended on people coming to you. I, by my very nature, go to people. So that hasn't changed. The only thing that has changed is they don't get to come into the truck to do their personal shopping. So a lot of it is focused on my online store, which I've really been ramping up and making sure that there's so many great books available and that I bring them to you. That is it. It's not as fun for sure, blah, but at least it's something. And I can be guaranteed that you're going to have books while you were in isolation that will keep you sane and entertained and help you feel prepared and ah, rested during all this craziness. So thank you for your questions about what is happening with Daisy. We are delivering books. That's what we are doing. And we are getting ready for what is coming because I'm going to be honest, we had plans. Um, we were... Well, what can I say? Uh, Daisy as a company was planning to evolve a little bit as well. That is in the back of burner, so I'm not going to say anything about it yet. But I am determined to move forward. So whether it is with this podcast, with the blog, with deliveries, with whatever else we're thinking about, um, I am here for you. And I thank you so much for tuning in, for supporting me, for sharing posts and telling your friends about me. Um, you guys, this is for you. And I'm going to continue to find ways to be here for you because that is my goal. You are the reason I do this. So I will continue to find ways to serve your reading life best. And I sure hope that you're doing more reading. I mean, come on, y'all. There's only so much Tiger King we can watch. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's... There's an endless amount of stuff on Netflix and Disney Plus and Prime and all those things. But a book, yeah, a book is good for your brain. So stay home, read a book, 
enjoy your people, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye, friends. It's a book truck journey. Come along with me. It's a book truck journey.